0: Hello there and welcome back to a new teaching session. My name is Edouard Sereduc and today we are going to talk about how does faith work through love? Let's begin the session today by reading a Bible passage from Galatians chapter 5 verse 6 where it says this. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision, but faith working through love. Now, what does faith working through love mean? Have you ever asked yourself this question? I meditated on this verse many times and I asked myself, how does faith work through love? This verse is a powerful verse and it tells us at least two important things. One, that faith works through love. And second, that the only thing that counts for something in Christ is that faith working through love. So it seems there is a powerful connection and relation between love and faith and between the power of love that fuels the power of faith. And if you're a Christian like me who wants to see his faith or her faith more effective, more effectual, uh, and producing more results in the area of holiness, uh, in uh, uh, healing yourself and healing others, in raising the dead, in prosperity, you'll also be interested to know what is the relation between love and faith and how they interact with each other. Uh, And one possible interpretation of love's role in the working of faith in this verse is that faith will work better the more I do the things that keep myself being loved by God and on his good side, being approved by God. In other words, uh, do the things that keep me in his good sides, in his graces. And those things usually are all the spiritual disciplines, abstaining from sin, walking in holiness, generally speaking, having a regular prayer time, worship time, reading the word. However, there are two problems with this interpretation that makes it invalid altogether. And the first big problem that I see here is self-righteousness or a righteousness based on works. Why do I say that? Because whenever God's love towards me and the level of faith working in my life depends on how well I perform or, or how holy I am, I have fallen from grace into a righteousness based on works. And I will say that again because this is very powerful and it's something that guides my life on a regular basis. Whenever you will see or you will receive a message that God's love towards you or towards me or the level of faith working in my life depends on how well I perform and on how holy I am, the level of my holiness, in that moment I have fallen from grace. Not from salvation, you have not lost your salvation, you're still saved, you'll still go to heaven, but you're not functioning in grace. You have fallen into a righteousness based on works, which God dislikes. This is the worst thing that you could do. Self-righteousness is the worst sin that we could sin. And the second problem is that I see here is that I can never know when I did enough of those godly things, spiritual things, so that my faith would start working better. I don't have a real way of measuring my progress. Isn't that right? Now, a second possible interpretation of this faith working from love is that could be this, that the more I love God and other people and the more I manifest love towards people, then faith will start working better. However, here again, me trying to love God and people is a human work and the motivation for doing that can be ungodly or corrupt. If I try to love God and people just so that my faith would produce more results like healing, prosperity, success, holiness, and not just for the sake of loving them, then my motivation for love is corrupt. Moreover, I also have the problem of measurement. How do I know? When do I know that my love towards people and God is enough to start seeing my faith working, for instance, in healing the sick or raising the dead? There's no way we can tell how much love is needed for my faith to work. You cannot even measure it. You just go, uh, um, uh, it's something very vague. But another, a third interpretation that I find more biblical to this verse is that faith will work better and better the more we keep ourselves aware on a regular basis of how much God loves us irrespective of our performance or good deeds or level of ministry. God loves us very much and our awareness of that, our consciousness of that love is vital. 1 John 4 verse 19 says that we love because he first loved us. So we, the new creations in Christ, are able or capable to love God and others naturally and easy, effortless, only because He first loved us. And only when we are aware of that love towards us, when we feel loved, when we are aware that we are loved, then we can love naturally and easy. And our faith begins working. And if you are born again in Christ, you are God's beloved no matter what. God likes you. God is in love with you. That's the message of the whole Bible. He sacrificed everything because of that love. He could have left us. He could have, fors- he could have forsaken us when Adam fell into sin. It, it would have been just uh, from God's point of view. But he found a workaround. He found a way. He sacrificed his own son. He gave us his Holy Spirit. He gave us his word. He gave us everything. He sacrificed his most precious possession because of his love for us. You are the apple of his eye. He is always on your side, no matter how bad things see how bad things seem to be in your life. Nothing and no one in this universe can make God. Love you less or separate you from that love. This is what Romans chapter 8 verses 35 to 39 tells us. And being aware of this love in our whole being, in our mind, in our emotions, in our hearts, on a regular basis uh, as a second nature is vital to our faith, to our faith working. And it's a continuous source of life and peace. When you are aware of God's love for you, when you know that God is on your side, you will always have peace and rest and faith will work naturally. Let's read one more passage from 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, just the verse that below, verse 19, that I just uh, quoted. It says this, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. I love this verse. I love how it how it what it says about fear and about love. Because fear includes punishment and the one who is afraid has not been perfected in love. Perfect love casts out fear. Being perfected in love drives out fear. And being perfected in love means being sure 100% in your whole being at all times that God loves you and he's on your side in any circumstance of your life and even in your sin and even while you sin yes while you are in your sin yes the father is grieved because he sees how you destroy yourself but he's not upset with you he's not angry with you yes he still hates sin because he paid such a high price for sin. But because of Jesus' sacrifice, he can never be offended again or angry on you because of your sin. So even in your sin, he still loves you. If And if I think about my three-year-old son, right, he is three years now, but he will grow. There is nothing that I wouldn't do to know that he is well and happy. And I know probably there are a lot of fathers like that. I enjoy spending time with him and seeing him smiling and laughing. I buy his favorite food and toys, I mean most of the times, but he needs to also eat some other foods. I take him to theme parks just to see that joy on his face. His joy is my joy. I make sure he goes to the best school and does the best activities for his age. I provide for him the best and healthiest food possible, the best clothes. If the teachers from preschool call me one day to tell me that my son is not well or something happened to him, I immediately put everything on hold. I leave everything and go check on him or take him home if he's sick. I want to know how he feels at all times. What frustrates him or why he is he sad? When I see he is upset or his face is uh, sad, I ask him, what's happening? Are you well? Are you okay? I love hugging him and kissing him. I love snuggling him into bed. When I have to discipline or rebuke him, I do it, but with great difficulty because I don't enjoy it at all. Now, think about this. If I am like that, with my son as a human father. How much more God loves you and me. God loves us and is interested in every detail of our lives. He loves to see us laughing and being joyful. Many of us might not have had such a great experience with their earthly fathers and you are not able to relate with this kind of love. And it's even difficult for you to to think about God as such a father. And some, some earthly fathers are indeed abusive, are violent, cold, or disconnected and never present. That, yes, that's true. There, there are a lot of fathers like that. But our Heavenly Father, God, is never like that. And if you look throughout the Bible with an open heart, you will see, you'll start seeing with the, the help of the Holy Spirit, that love, that, uh, that heart that beats for you. That uh, heart of God that is in love with you. Now if we go back to that passage that we just read, 1 John 4, 18, where it says that perfect love dries out fear. What is fear? Fear is the opposite of faith. Or it's faith in the neg- negative circumstances. It's faith more faith in the negative circumstances than in what God says in His Word. And usually fear shows up uh, in our minds and in our hearts when? When we are not aware or sure of God's love for us. Fear can never coexist with faith or love. It's either one or the other. And one of the biggest strategies of the devil is to disconnect believers from that love. Is to make us Christians think in our minds and feel with our hearts that God is not on our side, that we are on our own, that God has forgotten about us, that God maybe is too busy with other important things than to bother himself with small trivial things that frustrate us, that God is maybe too holy to even look at us or that God is angry and upset with us for good reasons because we sin too much to even expect God to still love us or help us. How does Satan accomplish this? And the main way he does that is through tempting us to sin. Because the moment we sin, our conscience automatically condemns us. It's not the Holy Spirit, it's our conscience all, and God and the Holy Spirit does not condemn us anymore. That guilt and conviction that we feel when we sin is not the Holy Spirit, but it's our conscience uh, that has to be washed through the water of the word. And in that moment of sin, if you are aware and you will be careful the next time when you sin, you will realize that a gap is created automatically in our minds between us and God. We feel immediately disconnected and fear gets in in that moment and from that moment on satan can take a break because our conscience and ourselves will do the rest of the job for him and it's funny it's not funny actually it's it's a sad thing because we start uh, uh, condemning ourselves although although god doesn't condemn us he says it tells us in romans 8 1 verse 1 that we are free of condemnation forever. Who, whoever is in Christ Jesus, is free of condemnation. But we condemn ourselves, and we do Satan's job to keep ourselves in sin and uh, and keep ourselves sinning again and again. Now, another way that the devil uses to disconnect us from the awareness of God's love for us is even through daily innocent and reasonable distractions. Of all kinds work, movies, entertainment, wife, children, and anything other than the word of God for a prolonged time. It's it's okay. I mean we have to work, we have to take care of things, but if day by day, day by day you forget or you don't find time to take a step back and meditate on God's love for you, on God's word, to have a prayer time and a proje for a prolonged time you are caught up in these things then you start feeling disconnected from god and that's when you decrease in faith you uh you feel disconnected from god far away from god and you start feeling the fear uh when you face a a, a circumstance a negative circumstance in your life but when we are sure of god's love for us Faith in the word is released naturally out of our spirit without being forced at all. But how do we keep ourselves in that love on a regular basis? What should we do when fear creeps in and we feel disconnected from God or out of faith? We need to start ministering God's love to ourselves. And how do we do that? We start declaring verses about God's love for us or meditate on them for example we should start saying uh, saying things like i am god's beloved nothing and no one will separate me from god's love god likes me no matter what i did i am the righteousness of god in christ jesus i am free of condemnation forever fear has no place in my life because as christ is so am i in this world or along the same lines We could start thanking God for His goodness and faithfulness towards towards us. Things like, thank you, Father, that you are always faithful to me. You are always with me. You are always good to me. You are full of goodness, mercy, and grace towards me. Thank you, Lord, that you always have the best intentions for me that you are never tempted to do evil to me thank you god that you will never forsake me or let me fall thank you father that you are always on my side you always make me triumph in christ and be victorious and successful things like this will build your heart and will uh, will um will um, make you feel closer to God, will bring you closer to God and your emotions, your feelings will follow what you're saying. Your mind will um, will start aligning to the reality that God loves you no matter what. Another way of ministering God's love to us is by rejoicing in the Lord on purpose and beginning to praise Him, to focus on Him and fill ourselves with the Holy Spirit as Ephesians 5.18 tells us. Uh, You have to realize that the moment you you are fearful or you don't feel like praising God or you don't feel like praying that's not you if you are a born again believer that's not you because your uh, your your new spirit will always want to pray will always want to praise God will always be full of courage of boldness will never be depressed will never be confused will never fear anything so whenever you experience this kind of feelings you have to remember that that's not you you are deceived, you have stayed too much, you have been distracted too much with fleshly things, with other things, and uh, the flesh took over so that it covers, it kind of uh, covers the spirit in you. It it blocks the spirit, the desires of the spirit in you. So you have to disconsider those feelings because they are not you, they are not your new spirit, and do what the spirit would do. Uh. And finally, another powerful way that the Bible tells us in which we keep or bring ourselves back in the love of God is by regularly praying and singing in tongues. This is so powerful. And Jude, verses 20 to 21, tells us this. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith, by praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God looking forward to the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life what does this passage tells us tell us when we pray in tongues we build ourselves in faith and by by praying in tongues by building ourselves in faith we keep ourselves in the love of God in other words we keep ourselves Being aware with our hearts of God's love for us. And that changes everything. You refresh your awareness of God's love for you. And that is the power of love, unleashing faith in our lives instead of fear. One of the main purposes of our daily devotional time is not to feel ourselves spiritual or to feel some kind of godly spiritual duty or discipline, but it is rather to refresh in our mind that sense and awareness that God is with us, that God is on our side and we are not on our own. And that is always true in the spiritual world, in the spiritual realm, according to the word of God. However, with our minds, we tend to think carnally and fleshly, and we always need to come back to thinking according to the spirit, according to the true reality of things and not according to what we see, to what we feel or hear. And I'm coming to a close of this session by saying this, that one of the greatest needs of us humans that when, when it's fulfilled, it unleashes unimaginable joy, energy, creativity, and strength to overcome any obstacle that life may put in our path, is the need of being accepted and loved by others or by someone. That is why when we are in love with someone of opposite sex, We feel like flying, like we can conquer the whole world. We have unimaginable energy and uh, happiness. We We are joyful. However, when the most powerful person in the universe, like God, accepts us and loves us unconditionally and forever, irrespective of our failures, shortcomings, and mistakes, and when we are aware of that kind of love, then our life here on earth becomes supernatural altogether we start living at a completely different level of peace rest joy power than the rest of the world we will no longer live like the like mere humans like the rest of the world who are hopeless we will live a godly life of a, a life full of joy of power of strength and that's that's why it's so important to keep that awareness of how God, lo- how much God loves us fresh on a daily basis because from that awareness will flow naturally our love towards the other people our love towards God in other words we will love God more we'll love people more and it will not be hard it will not be forced and we will have no fear our faith will grow and of course it will help us abstain from sin and we will not let sin reign in our mortal body because we can we we are we have become dead to sin that's what the bible tells us in roman in romans that's the reality we are dead to sin we can say no and we are no longer under the dominion of sin because we are under grace grace is the power that made us free from sin and when we are aware of that love, faith will work naturally. I, I, I pray and I hope that you are blessed by this message. And if, you, if you're interested to know, to hear more messages like that or more teaching like that, you are welcome to visit our website, eseraduke.com, where you can find more materials written or audio and video that will build your spirit up in faith. And until we meet again, I pray that God will bless you and keep you in his love. Amen.